and you just continue to sit with it without resisting, without running any commentary, without interpreting, without attaching. Everybody, welcome to Interverse Podcast, somebody that I've been waiting patiently to have as a guest for quite some time, Austin Jones, the mastermind behind the music you know as Psychedelic Tribe, recently changed to Cadella. What's up, Austin? What's up, man? So uh, here you are on the podcast. This has been literally a dream of mine because I haven't wanted to bother you because you're literally always creating stuff, but I'm constantly thinking like... I can't wait till I get Austin on here, pick his brain about what he thinks um, regarding creativity. Like, why do you make stuff nonstop all day when other people are trying to go get jobs to pay them more money? Like, what's your deal, man? <laughs> um, well, I just really like to make music. Um, I enjoy learning things and using as many programs as I can and every time I kind of feel like I've gotten to the limits of one thing I like to switch to another thing just push myself because I, I can't be bored like every every time I sit there for more more than a couple seconds I just feel like I need to be doing something productive so uh, what, what a better way to be productive than make music which which you can also follow as a life career so it's it's a it's there's nothing but good things that can come out of making music or just creating anything and would you say like it's kind of important though as a creator to maybe not I don't want to put opinions on you but I feel like okay it's maybe important to maybe not put expectations on your music and to just make it because I I know a lot of talented people and if you think I'm talking about you right now, I'm probably not, but I'm just, I've seen a lot of talented people that get very disheartened by sort of the industry, if you will, and the idea that it's really hard to make money from music. And I believe that that's probably true, that we're in a transition period where it can be really difficult to, I guess, make money. But for me, it looks like what's difficult is to try to follow the same old beaten paths that used to exist. And what exists now is an entirely new frontier for making money in different ways and getting support from fans in different ways. But it's up to the artist to make the effort to connect, maybe. Yeah, and that's hard. I think I think now it's it's changed so that there's no way there's nothing to follow anymore. There's no like model really to follow about how to get exposure musically or just how to make money from it because the music business totally failed and there's there's no way to really it's it's all different now with the with independent artists emerging and electronic music getting popular and people people just following those things and it, it's 
it's it's hard it's hard sometimes for artists now at least in my in my opinion with my experience talking to other people it's hard to to even to even get exposure or know how to like like the other day i paid like 30 bucks for advertising that didn't really do anything and it would be it'd be really great if i i could take some lessons from somebody or if there was a community of people who could help each other out with this kind of thing and kind of lift each other up. And I think that's, that's the most important thing is, is building a community and having, having people around you that can, that can build you up. Cause that's, that's more of what it's about now instead of in the past, you had to get involved with a music label uh, like a big, big record label, and you had to pretty much do whatever these people said, and uh, more of like idolization of people. And now it's more of you have to be a real artist, and you have to connect with people and actually talk to people and build communities that 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 build an artist up and keep keep them up there. Man, it's cool that it's kind of cool that you went in that direction because sort of one of the things I wanted to accomplish with the episode we're putting out right now is promoting the Patreon that I've created for this show. And it's not like I want to promote it as in let's get as much money sent to me as possible for the show. I'm actually trying to do exactly what you're talking about in form of creating a community, but not just a community to lift myself up as an artist because I'm not even a musician at least not trying to, you know, release music and make music my career. But if the community that is growing around this podcast comes together and grows and builds up the platform that this podcast is, we can actually turn it into something that does exactly what you're saying for artists, that creates a kind of a conduit for exposure that we can all take turns taking advantage of whenever we need it. I mean... All the artists that I've had on the show are all my friends. And anyone that I have on in the future is going to be my friend. And that is a network. That's a community. That's a tribe. Like, and I'm hoping, I'm just really hoping that people find collabs with one another through this show. And people um, actually find communities to tap into as the show grows. So, um, you know, like, check out the Patreon and I hope to be able to announce soon that Austin is going to be starting a Patreon. I think there's really no limit to what we can accomplish as a group, as a collective, especially with um, small donations of energy. Because essentially, if you're like sending $1 a month to somebody, you're saying to that person, I want your dream to succeed. Even if all I can do is give you $1 a month, that represents symbolically that I believe in what you're doing, it's valuable to me, I want to send it energy. And it may not seem like much energy, but if enough people are doing that for an artist, like for you, if you all of a sudden had 150 bucks a month coming from a bunch of people sending you a dollar who are willing to do that once a month, that would change your life right now. You know, that would change so many people's life right now. But a lot of us instead are very strapped for cash because we spend $5 on a Starbucks drink. But what if that $5, just one time out of the month, so three weeks you get the Starbucks drink and the fourth week you don't, you split that $5 up and send it to five different artists that you like. And 
they'll send you stuff back. That's the beauty of the Patreon thing. So anyway, that's a long tangent really talking about the Patreon, but uh, I don't know. I feel like that's the future is these um, supportive communities of micro donations. It's going to be more and more a thing. I, it's going to happen in social media. You're going to be able to actually send people fractions of a penny every time you like something of theirs. Like the currency of the internet is going to be very different, I think, in the future. And hopefully that's going to um, involve a decentralization of all this money and power, not just out of the banks and that kind of wealth and that kind of system that causes so much corruption in our government and causes so much war and strife, but also just in things like what used to be the music industry, which was sort of a big bloated corpse of feeding off of youth and creativity and making money for middlemen. You know, it's good that that died, right? Like, yeah, you don't have it as a conduit to get yourself uh, famous anymore, but I don't know. I don't think fame is the goal for artists these days. I think there's enough to go around that nobody needs to be famous and everybody can be pretty popular instead. And that will be enough to support. We'll each be able to support ourselves on that. Yeah. I think uh, artists are starting to figure out that ways around the kind of the idea that you have to get a job and you got to go to college and you got to do these certain things and in order to make it and be successful and make any kind of money and people are starting to figure out ways around it like uh, just working to build their following and getting a solid uh, getting a solid a solid following and then doing things like selling beat beat packs, sample packs and and just things that other artists can use and that that would be a really great thing to do and it could just then make a make a again a community under you instead of having to rely on things like making money through selling really you're you're making money through giving others a tool or or really using using a site like patreon and teaching lessons on it uploading videos and saying yeah you, you could or even like uh lessons on um graphic design programs things like that lessons for anything people I know I would use that. You can sell one-on-one lessons too. Like, oh yeah, you can do a lot of stuff. Um, and I'm going to go back to my Patreon as an example because I probably haven't explained all the different things that are available there, and you have to go read it if you want to know at this point. But uh, just for three dollars, you actually get access to a bunch of the artwork that I've been making over the last year that hasn't gone onto social media and stuff that I'm making currently. And a lot of that entails some really crazy, super psychedelic patterns and kaleidoscopes and stuff like that. And all of that is available to be downloaded, kept and used for any kind of projects you want. I mean, what if you're like a seamstress and you wanted to use that to create some fabric to make some super crazy space hoods for people? All of that's there. And, you know, that's just like I'm trying to think of ways that I can give back to people you were talking about spending 30 bucks on advertising and how it was essentially like worthless to you. Was that through Facebook? Might I ask? Oh yeah. Okay. So let me tell you guys about that. I, okay. This is going to come across as like social media vein or something, but 
There was a time, not that long ago, where I used to post things on Facebook, my artwork, things of that nature, or just status updates or pictures, and I would get 50, 80, 200 likes sometimes. And then two things happened. A, I started posting about the pipeline and using those hashtags. And B, about that time, I started paying to boost a few of my posts on Facebook. And guess what? Ever since then, everything I post, no matter how cool I think it is or other people that I show in person go, oh my God, that's awesome. I get three, four, five likes. Only from people that I know are going to check my page personally on, on purpose because they just do. So, okay, so that's fucked up. That's, I, I'm not telling you all that as a complaining story. <laughs> I'm telling you all that because I want to do something about it. I want to so, figure out a way where no one else has that problem. So with Interverse, even though the audience isn't huge yet, the audience is going to grow. And on the Patreon for that same 30 bucks you spent on Facebook, you could have bought a two-minute promo on my show that also entails a bunch of linking and reposting from my social media pages. Unfortunately, because Facebook fucking censors me pretty hard, that might not be that valuable currently. But as the show grows and more people share it and it just gets more exposure in general through iTunes and stuff, it's going to be a lot more valuable way of spending $30 than Facebook advertising, hopefully. Because the other thing about it is you know the demographic that's receiving the advertising is actually into this kind of stuff. That's what, because they're listening to this show. Mm-hmm. As opposed to just a fucking wild shot in the dark that you're doing through Facebook. And people, another thing, people who are finding that ad on Facebook, they're scrolling through their news feed like goddamn zombies. I'm sorry, but I know what my brain is doing when I'm scrolling through a news feed. And yeah, sometimes you do get some valuable information or news out of that. But like the brainwave pattern I'm in when I'm looking at that is not a very... um like alpha, I don't know what the brainwave patterns are. Sorry. It's not a good one. I'm just like, uh, so, you know, you know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. So the people who are checking out a podcast are doing that with intention. So they hear the ad, they're actually listening to it as opposed to someone that just is scrolling through the news feed and might notice it and maybe even might hit like, but whatever. So anyway, rant against Facebook over, do your ads through interverse. That's all. (laughs) Or something like that. I don't know, because you could be supporting... There's tons of podcasts you could support in the very same way. Probably through Patreon. Get ads through podcasts. And you're putting money right in the pocket of other creative individuals. And there's no bullshit. There's no middlemen. And they're actually trying to make sure that their promotion is effective and useful for you. As opposed to Facebook doesn't give a shit. A robot's doing it. I don't know. So this is a free interverse promotion. What little good that is right now but um the real promotion is actually re- coming from the fact that Cadella is on the show i'm the one that's getting a boost currently in my opinion especially because surprise if you couldn't tell from the title or the episode notes here there's a Cadella mini mix coming up after our talk here that's got exclusive previews <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that yeah. tell me about the new new um well yeah i got i got some unreleased tracks and some stuff that I've been working on in the past three days that just a bunch of incomplete stuff that just wanted to share with everybody and uh, I think I think sometimes it's cool to hear unfinished ideas because 
I don't know, maybe maybe if somebody listens to it, they can link up with me and and record some some shit on top of it and fit, like help me finish it because yeah, all these tracks are just kind of stuck. I can't figure out what else to do with them, but but yeah, they're still important to me. Um, as a fan and a listener and just like an art critic, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I'm not really an art critic. I'm really just a fan. But having heard the stuff that is going to come up in a second, I'll say it's really good conceptually. It's got really nice intricacies. And um, maybe my only idea would be to sort of reduce, like find ways to chip things off of it. And that would maybe allow aspects of it to have more light and life because you have a very complex sound and it's what I like is how intricately things fit together with your complexity. Mm-hmm. I love that a lot. Uh, and so I'm not concerned with how complex the tracks are currently, but just as an idea for like where to go with it, that's just a shot in the dark idea. Like, that's what I hear smart people say. Less is more. Stuff like that. I don't know. <laughs> no, that, ma- that makes total sense because um, I, I found that a lot of these, except there's there's two that I'm going to play that are close to being finished, but I'm not stuck. They're just kind of uh, they're they're I'm going to try to release them within the next few weeks. But the other ones, I think. I just went a little overboard or was trying to go too overboard. And the reason for stopping was maybe that I felt like it was enough and just the way it was. But I wanted to keep working on them for some reason. Sometimes I get into that mindset where I I don't want them to be done. I want them these particular songs to be kind of like living to where they grow and just keep adding little things to them over time and these are just the the growing songs like they're my my collection of plants in in my in my laptop that no one's really heard they just keep changing over time slowly that's kind of interesting i've heard people talk about I think it was back in like episode two when I was talking to Brian and David from Soul Cymatic. We had this idea like, what if somebody just made a song that they never released and they just worked on it every day or once a week and it was just their their lifetime song and they kept and like wherever they were at at that time, that's the f- changes in the form that the song took and it just kept evolving. It's kind of like what you're describing. It's a yeah. plant. That's cool, man. Uh I had a question though. Uh, I wanted to talk about maybe like, maybe not necessarily the creative process in technical aspects, but one of the things I really try to focus on on the show, and you brought it up too, is like learning new things is is awesome, and anybody can pretty much learn anything that they want to learn, especially in this day and age. It's the age of information. So that being said, are there any daily practices or things that are a frequent part of your life that you feel help you stay in creative flow besides the actual act of creating? Or is it just getting on your computer, making music, playing your guitar, stuff like that, doing that consistently enough is enough to keep you, keep your juices going. Um, 
I think it's just making sure that I stay balanced in other things. Like, just make sure I'm eating right and making sure that I move around enough during the day and try not to be a hermit every day and go out and talk to people. And that helps a lot. And then to where I come back and want to work on something and I don't I don't feel as much of a block that's keeping me from doing it because there's other things that subconsciously I want to be doing or that I feel like I need to be doing because that that affects me at least every time that I try to sit down and create something or even have like a normal conversation with somebody that makes sense if I haven't done those things first then it's it's hard to make those connections in in my mind and kind of in everything else but so so far it's kind of worked um just making sure not to overwork um because I kind of always want to be making music just because um I, I get attracted to these sort of things like watching tv or netflix or just getting on the internet and doing random cat videos or whatever and I get I get I get sucked into that and then or even just digging for music I get sucked into that all the time and it's not really a bad thing but I'm when I'm digging I'm not really listening to listening I'm just like hearing for sounds that I that I like and I just throw it in the in the in the file the likes on SoundCloud and that that becomes like just the file vault of digging for beats and sounds and stuff and uh, kind of get lost in all that sometimes though and don't actually listen to a single song the whole like sometimes do it for like up to five or six hours and I just need to take breathers remember to take breathers and and calm down and remember that there's a lot of time and I don't have to do everything right in that second and it's kind of it's kind of easy to get carried away with that with electronic music too because you're sitting there in front of a computer and i know almost all the people that i that i see including me a lot of the time that do electronic music they they don't really look all that healthy just cuz they sit in front of a computer all the time and i kind of that that's that's why my my music kind of grew into what it is now because it's a mixture a mixture of playing instruments and using vocals and and then the electronic side because when I just did the electronic side I became like super unhealthy I wasn't sleeping I wasn't I wasn't like even eating I was just sitting in front of the computer all night and just working on shit and then kind of switched naturally kind of switched over and when I started listening to more bluegrass and folk and uh kind of Americana type stuff I started getting the music started reflecting that too and slowly like went over in that direction and now now it's just a bunch of different stuff mixed mixed together and that's it's just a reflection of where where I'm at and but yeah, it's good to, good to stay balanced. 
Man, that's uh, that's as good advice as I've heard anybody give. I mean, essentially, that's what everybody's advice that's creative kind of comes down to. Um, good advice that I've been following lately was given to me by the most recent guest, Aurelian Pumiana Flore. Such an amazing kind of more of an elder. I mean, he's not old, but like relative to me, he's definitely more of an elder type of dude. Um, and he said very simply, just meditate 10 minutes in the morning and 10 minutes in the evening. And I, I had been trying to keep up my practice of just 10 minutes in the morning, essentially. And I'm really noticing that doing it in both times, it does really help me feel more focused and less, um, spread out. And Almost like I have more time per minute in a weird way. Yeah. But I want to go back to what you were saying about kind of being in different phases with your music genre wise and how that was affecting you physically and mentally. Do you find that different times of your life and different chapters of like phases that you're going through and personality um, influences and changes and people you're with kind of like fits with the music genres that you're interested in at that time? Oh, definitely. I I think it's it's both what I'm listening to at that time, which usually what I'm listening to at any time is just a big hodgepodge of different kind kinds of genres, but they all kind of usually gear towards the same kind of overall vibe and overall feeling and what what I kind of noticed with my music is it's always the opposite of of the emotion that I'm feeling in that time the the song that I make is always the exact opposite like if I'm really sad I'll make a really happy song and if I'm just super angry uh, I'll I'll make like a, a sweet song that just makes me feel really calm and okay with everything and is I do it un- unintentionally, and sometimes I'll even sit there with the intention of making like a really hardcore trap angry song, and it'll just turn into like a a really cheesy like sweet song like a, a like something really simple and sweet and i don't I don't know how how that really happens in my brain, but it happens every time, and then, and then I'll try to be making like a really melodic song, and it'll come out super hardcore and heavy. Uh, it's just, it's strange. That's beautiful to me, man. You know what it makes me think of is I've been I've been reading a book lately about a psychologist or psychiatrist who uses hypnosis to get people to talk about um, what happened to them after they died in past lives, and talk about the place that spirits go between lives it's pretty far out actually and it's really interesting i'm not necessarily taking anything word for it i never do don't get me wrong but um there's a concept going on that we have two components at least according to this book and i feel like this has a lot of validity in my own personal experience we have two components that's our human self which is also sort of the ego and our actual soul and our soul has different ways of being able to speak and express itself through the human. And of course, anything in a creative flow would sort of constitute that. And so, I don't know, I was thinking in a way what you're doing whenever you sort of transform through the song you're creating and transform an emotion is almost like a form of magic 
because it's like your soul is bringing forth the exact recipe through music to transform the experience of your consciousness in that moment. And really, in my opinion, the only definition of magic that you can give it is any practice or act that you commit using your will to on purpose change something about yourself for your life. I mean, that's all magic is the ability to change yourself or change your reality. Um, I say that's all it is. That's huge. But we all have different little ways of performing magic and magical rituals in our life. It sounds like for you, music is literally a magical act that can save you from places that you go to. So, and a lot of us end up in places like that and don't have, don't have the magic to save us. And we get stuck in those places and it's just beautiful. I, I guess what I would say to anyone that feels stuck in a place like that, change the music you're listening to now. Um, find new music right now. See how your life starts to change as you put in, just change one thing about your daily life. Put an emphasis on finding new music every day instead of being stuck in the same stuff. See how that helps you. Maybe it won't change your life. Maybe that's not the best advice you ever got, but maybe it'll help just a little bit and like melt the ice on your heart and you'll get out of whatever's going on. I don't know. It's worked for me in the past. The more I look for new music on a regular basis, the more rapidly I evolve. It's just a fact. I, you can't put it into scientific, uh, you know, I can't put that into scientific data. I can't prove that to anybody, but for me, I know it's true, but it sounds like for you, it can be a, a something you can get out of balance with. Like you said, five or six hours of just looking for new music. That's not quite the same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's out of, that's a little out of control. <laughs> Yeah, a little bit. Just just a little bit. Just a little passionate. But that's the human side. <laughs> I mean, it it's it's kind of cool though cuz the more the more you look and the more you the more songs that you like and you put like it, you keep and you keep listening to and you, you remember them, the more songs that you do that with, the more it'll kind of be clear to you as an as an artist what you're looking for in music. Because you like all these different things from different genres and you, you've got them collected all in this place. And the more that you have there, the more that you start to see what exactly you like about those songs. And you can start making the music based on what you want in music like to be out there. And that that's that's why I love digging for music, because it kind of shows you like the the things it shows you your roots right, right in front of you where you come from what what triggers something inside your brain when when you hear that just for even a couple seconds when you hear that and it triggers like a memory or a feeling in your brain just from hearing that little loop and it, it is it is a form of magic and and it is like making music is a form of magic because you're listening to the same like loop sometimes over and over again, at least with electronic music and trying to tune in little things that change within the loop. And it totally puts you in a trance, like listening to that, just just like listening to a chant over and over again would just those oh, different yeah. those different frequencies all together that hit, hit your brain like that all at once. And it just keeps you in that. And sometimes I, I have to I have to eg exit that kind of and it's it seems like not a bad thing to be stuck in a meditation or a trance for a long time. But as as 
since I'm making the song, I have to exit it sometimes and look at it from a from just from being like taking a step back because I can get caught up in that in that meditation when I'm making it and get caught caught up in that kind of manifestation that's happening and I become a little too happy maybe or like the emotion takes over me a little too much which it's not it's not a bad I'm not saying it's a bad thing to have an emotion completely take over you but sometimes if I'm like super super happy I'll, I'll make something that I think sounds awesome in that moment and then and then it just won't apply to any other time in in my like when I, when I li- go back and listen to it, I'm just like, eh, I, I didn't really, I, I don't really know what I was thinking there. It was it was on such a far end of the spectrum. Like I, I enjoy it when it's a little bit of both sides clashing together because that that's that, that's what makes perfect sound for me is both light and dark working together, maybe a little heavier on one side or a little heavier on the other, but not just like totally in one spectrum on one side. Man, it's all about the place where the white and the black meets, huh? Oh, yeah. This is, I was meditating last night, talking about meditation again. Sorry I talk about it so much, guys. <laughs> but I'm sitting there, and one of the spontaneous things that just came into my mind, as thoughts do um, in that space was just like, I saw white and black start to merge together all of a sudden. And, and then all of it, then I felt this huge like rush of energy in my mind and body. And it made me like open my eyes and almost get startled. It was crazy. It was just all of a sudden I saw white and black merging. And that, that sort of balancing point where things meet and mix, that is where the most potent manifestations come from. And in terms of creating things artistically, you have to be able to be i mean you don't have to be perfectly in the middle to create and most artists aren't they're a little lighter or a little darker or a lot lighter or a lot darker and it's not that their manifestations can't still be potent with the axis point shifted like that yin and yang working as they do there is like a dominant and a recessive way of using those energies but when you're in that perfect balance state you know you're you have the one side of your brain that's the critic normally if it's too powerful it's keeping you from doing anything because you're everything you do you judge as being shitty and then you have the other part of your brain that loves everything and doesn't care what you do and just do it do it do it whatever i can imagine anything but if you have the if you're sitting at the fulcrum point between those two things then you can actually you're creating openly whatever comes through imagining whatever's there liking whatever you like but also there's the other side of you that's going okay but mathematically speaking this would be the perfect calculation and you you know you sort of put marry those two things together and that's where you get masterpieces man and i do think that you managed to ride that wave very well with your creations and i'm super excited to be showcasing this mini mix in a couple minutes Uh, i wanted to ask you if there's anything you wanted to plug any particular places you want people to try to catch you on social media right now before we get onto the mini mix um anything you want to say about the mini mix before we get started or anything else you want to say in general buddy um thank you so much for listening and for supporting the music and we're um playing in february a couple times uh january or february 17th at 
at the Allen Ballroom and February. That's in Springfield, Missouri. Yes, Springfield, Missouri. And then I believe it's February 24th at the Patton Alley Pub. And then playing March 30th in Fayetteville, I'm going to do an acoustic set with uh, Cole Dunn, uh, the guy that comes up and plays guitar up here in Springfield when we play live. And we're just going to try to have fun for the next couple months and kind of take it a little easier. I'm going to be writing a lot of music. I know that. And then maybe try to shoot for some bigger festivals later on in in the year over the summer. That would, that would be really great. I think you guys will be seeing Cadella at festivals this year. And huge thank you, Austin, for coming on Interverse. Literally one of my goals since I started the show was to get to talk to you on here because I was a fan of your music before I met you. I, whenever I first heard of your music, I was like, I have to know this dude. This is genius. <laughs> Mostly because we had mutual friends. I found out of through your music that yeah. way. But anyway, really glad you came on the show. Uh, and thanks everybody for checking out the first, um, I don't know what I'll call it. Maybe like tribe, tribe talks or something like that. But this is, going to be a patreon exclusive episode but how it's going to work is you'll have access to it for a while and then i'm going to move it to the patreon only feed only costs a dollar to get this episode but there will be future episodes like this um as many as i can make extra outside of the regular show so you know if you agree with what we were talking about before about supporting artists and you want to help contribute to a platform that's going to contribute to a lot of other artists getting exposure and you finding out about them, please go check out patreon.com slash interverse. And we're going to get on to the Cadella mix now. Thanks, Austin. Love you, buddy. Thank you, dude. Love you too, man. All right. Enjoy the music.
Yeah.